From the pages of ramblingbeachcat.com, this is Seth and Nick. To mint on card or not to mint on card, that is the question this week as we geek out about action figures. We also talk Nick's affinity for conspiracy theories, and our Dale story of the week features a little something called prayer spears. <clears throat> Even got a special cameo appearance from She-Hulk herself. It's all coming up here on the Rambling Beachcast. Ah, cue the music. <laughs> This is one of those moments of clarity I had in my life, and any and I mean Seth, you know this. I'm a. It, it's being 33 years old and collecting action figures. I know it's it's a little weird, okay, but I know I'm not the only one, and I like it, darn it. I, I don't. I'm not out there, smoking crack or. A lot of vices to have. Yeah, action figures are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wholesome activity. So you know, if someone has a problem with me having action figures, bite me. But anyway, show, I, uh, show me on the doll where to bite you, Nick. There, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I uh, I had to go out to buy uh, school supplies today, and I had to go to a music store. <laughs> That's a good code. That's a good code. Word no, this for... <laughs> was really I really did. Okay, I really did. I had to buy, and it was actually weird school supplies. I had to buy like clarinet and saxophone reeds for mouthpiece testing, oh. and the only music store I forgot that I didn't have any extras. So I drive out all the way to the store, and it's. It's kind of near the toy stores that I never go to because they're never restocked, like Toys R Us. But I thought, well, as long as I'm out here. So drive out. Sure enough, all the places have restocked, but none of them have anything that I want. And like Toys R Us, they had all the Toys R Us exclusives that I've been looking for. Or not looking for, sorry, that I was excited about, except the one that I wanted. I'm, I'm getting frustrated. And then I call Karen to ask her to meet me at our favorite barbecue place, Jim and Nick's. Jim and Nick's is where you did your famous Joe throwing up. Uh, yes. Except this one, this one was on the other side of town. It was a different Jim and Nick's. But there's a Walmart nearby, so I figured, yeah, I'll stop it. So I go to this Walmart, and I'm looking through, and it looks like they've restocked. And I'm a big enough nerd. I mean, you know this, that I have, like, you know, I know the waves of toys and when they're supposed to come out and all. Yeah. Well, I can tell it's already been picked over, but I've got most stuff I want. But they're sitting on the pegs is a She-Hulk, the new She-Hulk, okay? Now, I'm not, like, a huge fan of She-Hulk, but I've become a fan. You know, I mean, she's well-written, she's funny, you know, she's a, a good character, and, and Seth, it is, I mean, I very rarely do I see a toy and think, well, I'm not that interested in the character, but that's a great-looking toy, I have to get it. And, I mean, I like She-Hulk, it's not like this is out of the blue, but this is one of the coolest action figures I've ever seen, Okay. I'm just right. like, I have to get this. Except for the fact I'm looking at her now. She looks a bit cross-eyed. But anyway, past that. So, <laughs> you get an aphasiac shield. There you That's go. Awesome. So, I, I get her. her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except it's, she's a girl. So. But oh, um, well, yeah. I get I get, I get, get She-Hulk, and I pick her up off the thing, and I'm like, I'm getting this. And I know, like, I've, I've been reading. Yes, I go on toy message boards. Be jealous. And people are like, yeah, we can't find She-Hulk anywhere. I can't believe so I found She-Hulk at a Walmart. Okay, that's unheard of. And I go up to the front counter. And keep in mind, this Walmart, I've had problems with this Walmart before. Okay, like one time I went, 
And they tried to tell me that they had toys in the back, but they couldn't put them out to all the old stuff they'd had for like six months old through. All the pigs. Which I knew. Yeah. Yeah, which I knew was BS. And sure enough, I went back a couple months later. The old stuff was still there. They just didn't want to help me. The next time, I went and bought Mr. Duback. Have you ever met Mr. Duback? Yeah, he was little... there when I visited. Yeah, Mr. Duback. He's happy right now in his home. When I bought him, I was questioned by the cashier. I don't want that. I don't need that. I mean, she comes, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going through the line. She's like, oh, are you really going to pay $30 for this? And I, I wanted to that say. that blue vest I am. Yeah, it's like, did you really make a good life decisions to get to your point? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay. That's, that's when you went and hid 20 other of the peg warmers around the entire store in different various departments. No, that was another time. I did that. That was, that was my Walmart back here. But anyway, I you know I'm kind of mad. I don't need to be questioned about my my Especially toy by a Walmart employee. Yeah, I don't need that crap. So anyway, I'm like, all right. So so I've had problems with this Walmart before. I rarely go here. It's it's kind of far away, but I happen to be nearby. So I pick up a uh, pick up Jennifer Walters, which is She Hulk's real. Pick her up, and I'm <laughs> going through the line. And I'm paying for my stuff, and I also had to buy other things. And and it gets there, and I, it scans her, goes. Bah! And the girl behind the counter scans it. She's like, I'm sorry, sir. I need to go check with my supervisor. Uh-oh. About this. Uh-oh. Yeah. You got, a, you got a toy that wasn't supposed to be sold. It wasn't supposed yeah. to be put out from the back yet. I guess not. And what happened was she, go, she goes over and she comes back. She's like, sir, uh, I'm sorry. My supervisor told me I can't sell this to you. Oh. And I really wasn't trying to be a jerk. I just think my brain couldn't process it. I'm like, but I, but I took it off the peg. Like, it, I have it. Yeah, right it was a <laughs> shut up and take my money moment. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, sir, I can't. And my thing that ticks me off is I don't live near this Walmart. And I'm like, well, can I reserve it? I actually asked this. And she's like, no. I said, because I know this thing will be gone the minute you guys do put it out. She's like, no, sir, we can't do that. Well, this is stupid. I, it's on the pegs. It's there with the other toys that you have. She's like, I'm sorry. I said, well, can I please speak to your supervisor? Now, at this point, another customer has come up behind me with a load of groceries oh. and I'm like, Oh no. So the supervisor comes up. She's like, what can I do for you? Hun? She's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but we, you know, we don't have it out there. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's the same brand as the other toys. I mean, you know, she goes, well, let me see, let me ask toys if they can force it through the system. And then, oh, she's you know, gonna do you a favor. Nice. Well, it's like, I don't know if she was on the intercom or she was just that loud, but I do know it was loud enough. Everyone in the, register areas can hear she goes yeah tony i need a uh, price check on a marvel universe she hulk <laughs> let's check on that i got a gentleman here he's he's trying to purchase a marvel universe she hulk i got and, a, i got a 31 year old band director over at lang middle school who wants to buy she hulk uh 33 oh well yeah <laughs> so, you'll I'm, always I, be that 31 year old whippersnapper who picked me up off the side of the road <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, what? You know, I mean, and she's like, all right, uh, I'm not getting a response. Let's uh, let's head down there. <laughs> In the meantime, this other lady with her groceries is still standing there. <laughs> you, like, you've just I turned have... into that guy, that guy Which at I, the register, yeah. You know, I felt bad about, but I didn't because I, I wanted this toy, and so we we walk back there, and she's just, you know, she's looking. She's like, all right, well, uh, let's see if we can just take off the price tag. And she takes it off, and, and she's like, I may mean, have to admit, she's helped me out a lot, but then we get back there, and you can tell the lady behind me just thinks I'm the biggest loser in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm buying a shield, and they can't get it to go through the system, too. She's like, well, 
let's just enter it manually. It's 996. Let's just enter it manually. And she's like, S H E dash Hyman H S H E Hyman Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. And I mean, they finally got it rung up. But you know, I'm. I'm, I don't know, Seth. Maybe I should. And you know what? When she did that, when she did that announcement about, you know, we have, a, we're looking for a Marvel Universe She-Hulk. I, I didn't shrink back. I actually puffed out my chest a little. I'm like, no. You know what? You know what? I don't care. You this did is... the old eyes with pride, marching band yeah, I, style. Yeah. I did. I'm like, this is what I, I want. And I, and you know what? She is looking at me right here, and she is beautiful. Good and, for you. And here. Yeah, I'm. I mean, Seth. I know you'll agree with me on this. You know, I mean, that I did the right thing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, what what did you actually do other than suffer through a Walmart experience? Like, well, I I could have just been like, okay, and oh, walked. Yeah, away. you you persevered. Yeah, you could have given up and abandoned She Hulk to her uh, untimely fate. You just think some three hundred pound, three hundred fifty pound gorilla could be caressing her, sweating her, sweating over her with glasses on, and or some jerk who's a scalper or one of those people who doesn't open their toys like you <clears throat> could have bought her <laughs> and kept her in the wrap. This, uh, this podcast is over. This podcast. Yeah. Is over. <laughs> no, but I have her. I have her sitting here with my Star Wars toys. She's learning about other other. Uh, you know, and and later on she's going to hang out with the other Avengers. I'm going to put her up there. And I know they all hang out and have good times when I'm gone. It's you got okay. crossover. You got you got universe crossover going on. Yeah, there's no problem with that. So you know, I'm I'm proud of myself. Have you ever had any toy toy moments like that? I remember back when I was collecting a tactics figures. Like oh yeah, pretty, pretty hardcore. <laughs> like back when they were uh, people were ba- paying like twenty thirty dollars for single figures online, and then. Has I think it was Hasbro who's in charge of making them just stopped all of a sudden, yeah. And so the just the market tanked. I remember I I drove to Kmart's to Targets all over the Phoenix Valley trying to find the newest series because the supposedly it had been released, but then the line got canceled. So everybody was trying to find these coveted series five star wars tactics figures and it's an all aw- i mean it, it, it's an awesome game uh, i love playing it uh, oh yeah the only time i play it is when i uh go home and visit my family but i drove all over the valley trying to find those figures and it was so frustrating because it was all 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 that was on the pegs were the old series and the boxes had been ripped up and opened and <laughs> figures laying around everywhere and they just yeah. assu- they they're they assume that well, it's on the pegs, and people are going to have to buy it before we put out any new stock. It's like I don't want to buy this. This I the, these were supposed to be blind booster packs where they had three figures to a, a booster pack, so you didn't know what you were supposed to get. Yeah, but they'd just be like laying over there, ripped in half, like <laughs> fingers laid <laughs> everywhere. It's like, so you you're telling me that you want me to pick up the loose figures? Stuff them back in the box. Maybe tape it back up and take it to the register and buy it. I don't think so. I don't think so. You sound a little bit like Dale, just like, I don't think so. Uh, that's what it takes, my friend. That's, that's what it takes. You know, I uh, I have to admit, me and Joe, back during that attack, I think I told you this, me, Joe, and Karen would go to Kmart. And one would keep lookout. The other person would open the box and switch it out with the. <laughs> I feel bad. And here's the thing. I guess 
I don't know if it would be considered steal. Like, I feel bad because I mean, I guess that is. But we we bought, you know, like we put figures back in the other box. It's not sure. like we took any for free. I mean, each one came with I think three figures, and we walked out with three figures. They were just the three best figures yeah. we could find <laughs> in the store. Oh, I feel bad. I yeah, there is there is there. yeah, there's nothing there's nothing stopping you from buying all of them and then just t- taking them home and picking through everything and then just repacking them and taking them back to Walmart or Target. They don't care. They've they've proven that their knowledge of toys is rather lackluster to know <laughs> if a yeah. package has been tampered with. Yeah, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if I should have admitted that. Ah, uh, it's there are far greater sins like <laughs> picking me up on the side of the road. Yeah, and that you know when you're all dressed, dressed to kill, dressed to the nines, and and what we do to Jim. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you one other time. I ha- the closest I came was was at Kmart again one time as they had Captain America toys out, and I went to pay for one, and like they took it back for you, like oh, we can't sell this yet. I'm like, but I. I picked it up off. Yeah. I don't know why my brain can't handle that. Like it, it hurts, and it's funny because he goes, "We'll have it out tomorrow," and I'm like, "You can't just sell it to me today." He's like, "No, we have to wait till tomorrow." So I showed up to Kmart the next day, and you know, some lady's putting out the stock, and she's like, "I'll be done in about three hours." I'm like, "Oh," <laughs> so I went, I went away, and I came back three hours later, and she's like, "I'm done. That's all we have." And of course, it's not out there. Yeah. And I went and found the guy. I'm like, all right, remember that toy you said I could get yesterday? It's not there. He's like, sir, everything we have is out of those. Like, don't. <laughs> don't even say it. Because <laughs> you and I remember what happened yesterday. And then he brought it out for me. <laughs> yeah, the oh. magic of the back, man. The magic, the of, magic the back. of the back. I don't know. <laughs> you, never, you never know what's in the back. You never know. Yeah. Even if they deny it. Oh, they deny it, but you know there is. I mean... Sure, there, there's got to be some kind of boxes or something in the back, and they're just, they just hate their lives so much that they, you, know, the, you, you give somebody the blue vest of authority, <laughs> and all of a sudden, life becomes difficult for you, and all you wanted was a She-Hulk. Well, you know what's funny is, as our, well, two things is, first of all, at Target, I've heard it's really inconsistent, like, I, I've gotten to a point where I know, like, if there's one girl working at customer service, you don't ask her. Like, if you ask her if there's anything in the back, she'll just be like, no, sir, everything we have is already out on the shelves. And then there's another girl at the ask. She's like, sure, let me check for you. So I know that, but there was one time I was reading about a story, a guy at Target, he asked for a, they could go in the back and said, well, we don't take any toys out of the back for collectors. He's like, but if there was a bike in the back, you would go and get that for me? They're like, yes. He goes, but what if I collect bikes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're, like, they're like sir we can't get any toys out of the back we're collectors uh-huh. know. it's like fine I'll just go home and watch Doctor Who by myself it's like... <laughs> I had a date I had a date with She-Hulk and you robbed me <laughs> oh I'm having a date with She-Hulk right now she actually she won't stay in the stupid peg her uh the peg I have the little action figure I got a stays. peg <laughs> I got a peg for you into pegging Jennifer no. Walters? Did no, you did yeah. you used to date a girl I named dated Jennifer? A, oh wow! I dated a girl named Jennifer <laughs> Walters. That's awesome. I didn't even realize I dated She Hulk. I hadn't even thought. Of Except I think it was Walter Singular. Okay, well that's close enough, man. Close enough. I dated She. And she kind of was She Hulk because I mean she was buff and like she was a swimmer and like she had a really weird temper. 
Yeah, like, she did. You were you were there that time we got kicked out of the Wendy's drive-thru, right? No. No, uh, I wasn't at the Wendy's drive-thru. I got kicked, I'll have to tell that story. That's a whole long story. Yeah, she was in the car one time. We got kicked out of the Wendy's drive-thru. That was pretty embarrassing. She was the drum major. If That, that should have been an indicator right there. Well, she was a drum major after we dated. Oh, uh, okay. Once she dated me, that's when the greatness, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's when she went on to great things. Yeah. I can't believe... I'm glad you brought... I, had no, I really had not even... And I mean, well, I don't think I dated her back when I was reading comics, so I guess I never really put it together. But you're right, I technically dated She-Hulk. I have a newfound respect for you now, even if it is accidental. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of respect people have for me, if it's ever anything, it's accidental. So I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get this uh, this geek fest a little bit toned back into the regular things. I was... Talking to Seth, Seth's apprehensive about this. He won't admit it, but he is. We talk about this. I wanted to bring something up today. Seth, the reason I was so big on this is uh, I wrote that article about uh, recently about Dorothy Kilgallen, who was a journalist. She leaked parts of the Warren Commission transcript on the JFK assassination before they were declassified. Got her in a lot of trouble, but she didn't care. She made the connection between the CIA and the mafia, which has turned out to be true. I mean, she was the first one to break the story about Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe. I mean, she was a big-time journalist, and she was the only person to get a one-on-one interview with Jack Ruby. And she had all this, and she had told people, she's like, I'm about to blow this JFK case wide open. And uh, That's what Marilyn Monroe said, too. (laughs) (laughs) Then, uh... She went down to uh, New Orleans to meet a contact. When she came back, she was just freaked out and telling people she thought she was going to get killed and all this. And uh, one day, sure enough, she was a guest panelist on an old show called uh, uh, What's My Line. After taping the show, she was found dead of a mixture of alcohol and barbiturates in a bedroom that she never slept in in full hair and makeup from her from her show still. Oh, that's classic. That's classic yeah. CIA. And there you go. And it's kind of like... You know, and it's what's interesting to me is not necessarily, well, no, I mean, that's very interesting to me, but the comment sections, both in my blog and on sites like FARC and Reddit, where people would comment and you wouldn't believe, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in conspiracies, but I also believe in rational thought. And I was really surprised that it it was almost as if the argument was you can't be both. And I, I mean that on both sides, like the conspiracy theorists were getting to the stuff that I was like, uh seriously what's your problem why do you hate jewish people so yeah, much why, why are you going to Mel gibson on everything <laughs> yeah and then uh the other people were like there are no conspiracies it was just oswald and they wouldn't like there was a court case in the 70s where the gov- federal government even admitted they said yeah it probably had to be at least one other person and they were like oh that doesn't matter it's like no that actually does yeah. matter <laughs> that's actually a pretty big flipping deal so my thing, and, and then to top that off, you know, this Aurora shooting, you know, sure, I, I, sure enough, it happened. And the conspiracy theorists are already going crazy on it, saying it was a false flag operation. And I'm like, oh, come on. But there are other things I believe that are a little bit weird. So my thing is, I mean, I've heard some people say there are no conspiracies. And other people said that, you know, everything, there, there are so many conspiracies, we don't know what's going on. And one thing I was going to say to you, Seth, is, I mean, you and I are conspiracy theorists, whether we realize it or not. I mean, I know I am. You said you weren't. But we used to believe Tennessee football got away with things when Kramer was a commissioner. I mean, that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 
granted it's not as uh full blown or as relevant really as some of the big ones out there yeah but i mean do you think that there's a lot like like do you have any beliefs you have about conspiracy theories or anything weird that you believe that does that goes against the mainstream account of things i don't know i i, I would i'm in the realm of that just about anything is plausible and i would not put it past our uh, government to quote act in our best interests by hiding information from us yeah but most of the time i'm kind of the mindset that i just either i, I don't really care or it just doesn't seem relevant uh, to to everyday life for me mm-hmm. but you know some of the things like the whole 9-11 conspiracy you know there, there's the people who think Bush was behind it and the people who think uh, that it was all a, a plot by our government to get us into a war or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I don't know which conspiracies I might give more credence to. I mean, as far as, I mean, I know you're big on the JFK one. Yeah. And that, from what we've discussed about that, that seems, in my mind, to make the most sense that there had to be a second shooter. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, you were talking about the 9 Like, I don't believe the 9-11 conspiracy either. And now, now, here's the thing, though. When I say the conspiracy, a lot of people forget the word conspiracy doesn't mean, you know, overarching, super implausible. It just means two or more people with a premeditated plan. When I say 9-11 conspiracy, I mean, 9-11 was obviously done by more than one person. But, you know, I, I'm saying multiple, I mean, huge amounts of people, you know, we know that, but was it a shadow operation, a false flag thing? I don't believe that at all. I think it's ridiculous. And to give you an example of some of the evidence people cite, uh, they try to say that the day before all this stuff happened, on the stock market, there were a ton of put options, uh, which in the stock market, I mean, they were betting on the stock to go down, put on the two airlines where the planes crashed from. A ton, like I mean, a ton, an, a ton of an enormous amount, enough that you know it was obvious someone knew, and it was like that's proof. And it's like, well, evil people can buy stocks too, you know, just because you live. I mean, you can open an E Trade account in any country. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're a terrorist and you know you're about to bomb a place, it's like, well, might as well take care of my four hundred one k too. You know, I mean, they they can do that. Uh, I don't think it means that our country did something. I, I, you know, there's a lot. Of, we'd be getting into it. We'd we'd become the Alex Jones show or the, you know, coast to coast. Yeah, if we got Art into, Bell. Art Bell yeah. here. Well, that's the and we're not we're not trying to get into the conspiracy. I'm trying to stay away from that. But like for instance, I think the 9/11 conspiracy is ridiculous. I, I'll, I'll hear people out, and the reason I'll hear people out is because back in the 60s, people used to say if you believed in the JFK uh, conspiracy, you were not a patriot and you were an idiot. And now, if you take a poll, most people think there's at least something that doesn't make sense. There's too much stuff that doesn't line up. So, I mean, that's kind of where I have a problem, you know, is, is even though I think 9-11 conspiracy is weird in 30 years from now, or people say, yeah, something was weird. You know, do you, you said it's not relevant, but it, you know, you have to wonder at some point when some of the stuff that we think we heard the whole story on, you know, what's going to happen years later? I'll tell I mean, you, do one, you ever- thing, one thing for sure is... I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure if we landed on the moon or not. Are you serious? Hey, we just lost one of the half half of the proof that uh, we could possibly have. Oh, come on. 
Rest Neil. in peace, Neil Armstrong. We Neil. landed on the moon. You know, that's you know, it's funny. I actually have a book of conspiracy theories, and like that is the one conspiracy theory they say is stupid. Yeah. Like every conspiracy theory they say is possible, except for that one. <laughs> I keep I keep wondering what's the what's the, I mean, other maybe I guess maybe winning the space race, but what's the benefit? Well, they were making a conspiracy out of that. Two reasons. And by the way, if you haven't seen the the video of Buzz Aldrin punching a guy in the face, have you seen that video? No. Some kid comes up to Buzz Aldrin saying, why won't you admit that you weren't on the moon and all this? And Buzz Aldrin just knocks the crap out of him. <laughs> just right. punches him in the face. It's amazing. But uh, the reason for that is is because, number one, people said we were panicking about the space race, like that Russia had gotten Sputnik up and we needed to show them up. Uh, the number two reason is that Bill Clinton in his memoirs wrote that like when he was at the White House, one of the guys who worked there, like just one of the regular uh, day porter staff or whatever, said that he didn't believe that we landed on the moon, that it was all on a soundstage. And Bill Clinton's quote in his book is, I thought he was crazy, but after my time as president, I now believe I've seen things that are even, that are so much weirder than that. It's like, oh, so... So he made it seem plausible, but didn't affirm anything at the same time. Well, no, and, and I don't think he was trying. He was just trying to say that you know, things happen. Even you know, this is the guy who the day of his impeachment hearings launched an attack on Iraq. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, those those type of things can happen. But I mean, I, you know, that's the thing is I don't know if people really. That's a lot of people say that when they have conspiracy, they're just trying to cope. You know, it's like something terrible happens, so you have to think it's some weird thing that's out of our control. I don't think that's the case. I, I think there's a lot of stuff sometimes that might not make sense. So I don't know. And like the, the SEC thing with Tennessee, I mean, a lot of people would say we're crazy. You know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories who think that Kentucky gets away with stuff. That Sure. Yeah, so, Co- Coach Cal is uh, obviously cheating, and uh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Pete Thamel. Keep... I see your Thamel toe. Yeah, keep, uh, keep clucking, clucking that chicken. As we like to say, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't. Pete Thamel is just embarrassing himself. He just keeps trying to write articles about Kentucky, and they keep coming up dry. Yeah, like they keep point. they keep giving us non stories. Yeah, and and especially with you know, the the UNC academic scandal going on, it's like you have blatant cheating going on, but you're gonna do a story about Kentucky, and it's yeah. not even just about Kentucky. I mean, the, the whole story that he did was about. Uh, Anthony Davis's recruitment, or no, sorry, oh, Nerlens, yeah, Nerlens Noel's, yeah. uh, Nerlens Noel's recruitment, and Kentucky was only one of the schools uh, that he visited that he took an yeah. unofficial visit Syracuse, to. Syracuse, his alma mater. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse and Louisville. I love all the Louisville fans who are getting all, uh, who are getting all grumpy about, you know, Calipari. Oh, Calipari's a cheater. Like, well, he visited your school too. What do you, <laughs> what? Do you, why are you uh, – do you not realize that? Why are you yeah. just uh, getting on Cal for it? Yeah, but, I mean, it's like Greg Doyle said. You know, people investigate the schools they hate harder. Yeah. And I have to admit, I mean, I'd, if I was in that, I'd be going after – well, not anymore. I feel – going after Tennessee feels like going after a kid who's been kicked out of a wheelchair and beaten. Yeah. Hitting I mean, him with his bad. own bike helmet, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just bad right now, both Tennessee's football and basketball. To the point that I don't think they deserve some of it. I mean, that stuff with Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, there are far worse things that have happened 
then bring have your have kids over your house for a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I like Bruce Pearl. I thought he brought a lot of personality, a lot of, you know, I know he hated Kentucky, but I liked having an enemy like that, you know. That's, yeah, it was... He, he was good for college basketball. He he made the he made Tennessee relevant again. He made the rivalry in basketball at least interesting to watch. I mean, as much as I like pasting teams in basketball as much as the other, I, I having him around was uh was good for basketball. I remember they they got in trouble for somebody somebody got arrested for having uh, a gun on them or like two or three people got arrested on weapons charges and drug charges and then yeah. immediately went doing a pregame conference during the uh, uh a pregame uh, talk show or something he was talking about the uh, the strategy for the game is like well you know we're going to come out hard but uh you know we we've got weapons we've got weapons to use and then he immediately just went oh i'm so sorry that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, he was such a big sweaty oaf that he just put his foot in his mouth all the time and then he'd go shirtless to a women's, women's basketball game. You know, but he was, a, he was a good coach. Yeah. So, I don't know, I just, that's the, and, and after what, um, gosh, I can't remember his name now, Lane Kiffin, after what he did oh, in Tennessee. God. What a douche. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm just uh, I can't hate Tennessee like I used to. But if if it was old school, then I, I will fully admit I'd go after Tennessee with everything I had. I'd investigate the crap out of them because I hated them. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I guess I can. I don't know. Just Pete Thamel. I mean, at some point when you're getting paid, you have to. I don't know. I'm just gonna try not to get angry about it anymore. Yeah, I just I, I I've come to accept the fact that most everything from Sports Illustrated now and from Pete Thamel, Thamel Toe, and from uh, Dana O'Neill, Pat Forty, all those guys, I just, I know what's coming. I know what to expect. And, you know, I'll take I'll take the championship. Yeah, now do you, do you know the story about the time Pete Thamel ran from DeMarcus Cousins? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that... That I actually I can't believe anybody doesn't know this. You know, uh, he was Pete Thamel's going around trying to dig up dirt on Demarcus Cousins and Eric Bledsoe, two of our players, and he uh, he was at a derby party. He showed up in Kentucky for a derby party, which makes no sense. This man's like the most hated man in, in the state. Yeah, he's got a lot of nerve. Yeah, he shows up, and uh, so Matt Jones, who's the you know lead guy at Kentucky Sports Radio, they try to interview Pete Thamel, and he runs away from them. He, as they called it, this is right after Osama bin Laden was killed. Boy, we're getting to a lot of nine eleven stuff. Uh, and it was back when there was still a report, which cannot be wrong. He put a woman in front of him, like moved a woman as a human shield. Well, apparently Pete Thamel took one of the girls near him and thrust her in front of him and said, "No, get away!" Because they had a camera. They said he Osama the girl right in front of him and ran away. So anyway, later he's talking to a group of people, and Demarcus Cousins walks up and claps his hand on Pete Thamel's shoulder. And is like, "Hey, uh, you're the guy who's writing all those bad things about me and my friend and trying to dig up dirt for my family, right?" And Pete Thamel turns around and is shaking and says, "Uh, I didn't write that." <laughs> and Demarcus Cousins goes, "Thanks, I appreciate it." And just yeah. walks away, and he was shaking. What a little turd! <laughs> oh. Gosh, I hate that guy. He wet his thamel toe. Yeah, he did. You like that term, don't you? That's yeah. That's what they call him. They call him thamel toe. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, do you want to do you want to do some questions here? Yeah, let's do some questions. Okay. Linda wants to ask, why do you guys keep bleeping out cuss words? I think it's funnier when you bleep out the cuss words, and it keeps people guessing. Like if you don't know exactly what is said, and I I, I must say I think I do a fairly good job. I'm I'm responsible for all the editing for the podcast. Yes, he is. But. I think I'm I do. responsible for promotions and Seth doesn't tell anybody about this. He's embarrassed. But go ahead. <laughs> I find myself to be quite the editor, and uh, my style, my style of editing, has uh, received rave reviews from everybody. The way the way I bleep things out, the way you can hear just a little bit of the word to to have an idea of what was said. Yeah, I th- yeah I think it's I think it's funnier. You... I think part of it, I'm, I'm a teacher, so, I mean, I, I have to be careful, you know, because it could show up, you know, someone will listen. I don't mind what we talk about subject, you know, someone came to me and said, you can't talk about that. I'm like, why? It's on my own time. But if I was swearing left and right, you know, couldn't do that. Especially, you know, my mom listens to this podcast. Hey, mom. So, you know, I don't want anything like that. And, and then sometimes, like the set said, it's just funnier, you know, because you wonder. It's like like people still want to know what Joe's nickname is that we beeped out. We can't say it on air. Oh, you mean Joe? Yeah. <laughs> so we can't, you know, like people want to know what that is. And then other times, like I use someone's name in a story that we weren't supposed to use. So we had to beat that out. So, yeah, I've, I've been wondering about that. Like, should, should we be using full names when we uh when we talk about our dale stories or when we talk uh, talk about people who yeah, might have might have uh, i don't think we've said anything incriminating you know legally no. except for maybe our uh yeah you know, well, our, well our, i incriminated myself hunting, for, but for uh for the uh, tactics <laughs> like in kmart booster pilfering yeah yeah, booster, <laughs> booster pilfering. I'd like to say <laughs> I didn't steal though because I bought the same amount. I just me and Joe switched out the guilty on seven counts of booster pilfering. You know what, Joe and I? This is how dorky it got at the old apartment. We would sit at the table and put on Star Wars and leave it on the DVD menu so the music would play and nice. play tactics. <laughs> you got me missing the tactics now. That was a good game. I know. I have a, a giant tub. A, a, like this giant Rubbermaid tub of figures, just extra stuff that I like all the, uh, like the army building figures, like uh, all, I've got all, all your Clone Wars figures that you have. Like I have tons, tons, yeah. a ton of them, and all my yeah. good, like most of my good ones are uh, at home, yeah, uh, in Charlotte. Like in my, still, still wrapped up in the box because no, you no, no, no. These are my these are my playing armies. These were the best. All the specially crafted teams designed to, uh, you know, my Jedi army and my clone, uh, my rebel army. That was an awesome one. I like my rebel army. We're going to have to, at some point, have a debate about that. Like, Seth's a non-opener. Like, like I, he one time was like, hey, you want some of my old Star Wars toys? Which, you know, before he could even finish the sentence, I was like, yeah. He opens these tubs full of unopened toys. And I don't know. I'm, I... I have to admit, there was a while where I thought about it, and then I saw Toy Story three, and I was like, "Forget this!" <laughs> I was like, "They need to be free." And like, I have my whole display case and stuff up here. That's another thing. I don't. Okay, let me ask you this, you were, Seth. Like, you were hoping Woody would come to life, weren't you? Yeah, there in more ways than one, my friend. In more ways than one. <laughs> let me. Let me. Okay, two things. First of all, one of these I know you won't be able to answer. The other one, uh, like I understand characters. Like I understand that. Why do you keep the vehicles in the box? That doesn't make sense to me. 
I don't know. I I think maybe it was because in the in the comic book tradition when I started reading comic books, I was every everything came in a bag and a board, and condition apparently mattered in everything. And I would read the comics, but I would always put them back in the bag and board. So I just I always assumed that in any kind of collectible market, the condition mattered. And I just I I guess I never really had the urge to rip open my Star Wars figures and, and like when you and I them. first see each other and we rip off each other's clothes. Right. Mm. Right. And and play what? with the packaging. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, but like I'm looking at my ATS in my walker right now. My no my AT at my ATAT. And I mean it looks awesome. And it's not getting wear and tear. It's it's in a smoke free home. It has not been peed on by any of my dogs. <laughs> that you it's know sitting of. there yeah. that I know of. It's sitting there with Luke dangling off of it with a lightsaber and a bunch of snowtroopers, which you gave me. Yeah. Did, now, and, did I did I care that you opened the figures no, that I gave you? No, I'm not you? saying you cared, but like if you had bought the ATAT, you would have kept it in a square box. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. I have. Let's see. I have the the biggest vehicle I have is I have one of the uh, X wings. I have an electronic X wing, mm. and I have an A wing. And yeah, I just I don't know. I, I never took them out of the package. I, I I don't know why. I wish I had an answer. Yeah. The the other one and this one maybe you can just cuz I don't know like I I go on toy message boards because I am awesome. And uh people like Trolling complain about dates. There you go. <laughs> people complain about like articulation on toys like oh, well, it only has like 8 points of articulation instead of 11 and all this. And then they don't open it. And I'm like, "Why do you care?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, look, I barely I mean, look, I, I'm a I'm a geek, but I do have my limits. I mean, I don't really, well, I, I do sometimes, but very rarely play with. I do. I will fully admit my my gunship that I got recently. I do play with that. Would sometimes when it's like late at night, I'll take it out and like fly it around. But oh, other than yeah. that, that's embarrassing. Other than that, my toys pretty much I pose them and then I keep them there and I have like big displays. And then so, they I fall mean, over on the bookshelf. There you go. Actually, well, not <laughs> the tags rattled. usually I have here. Yeah, but I've got them posed how I want and stuff. So articulation is important to me but like you know i'm not sitting there trying to do a different pose every week these people keep it in the box and complain about articulation i just don't i don't know but linda to answer your question that's why we beep out customers that's exactly <laughs> we got it. all right uh steve's question is have you ever used a tampon I, um, I i don't know what that i don't know what that is i'm trying to think because I, I mean has there ever been a time when i i had to like I don't think so. You know, when I was back on the big orange potato. Did you consider using a tampon? <laughs> back when I, you were using that well, weight I, loss thing that made you poop yourself? I, I seriously wondered if there was some kind of device. A like man a ca- Like a catheter or something. I, I Most of the time when I was pooping, I was screaming, you know, please God, give me cancer. So colorectal cancer so that I can actually have something inside me to catch all this. Yeah. But no, I can't say I've ever used a tampon. I mean, well, Steve wasn't specific. I mean, like just to wipe s- something up. Or... Yeah, you could squeegee your windshield, I guess. I, I, I don't think I ever. I don't think I have. I now, can't. Now is is I wonder if he's talking about the ones that have the strings on them that actually are meant to fit snugly in inside, or the ones that are just pads. I, I don't know. Adult diapers. 
Yeah, but now that you think, when you had the orange potato going, that could have helped. It might, yeah, it might could have. Okay, it might could have. Uh, Joe, and this is our Joe, actually asked this. said, uh, what do you think about the recent Apple versus Samsung ruling? Um, shut up, Joe. Yeah, just shut up. Like, we don't, well, actually, I, I care a little bit, but since Joe asked it, um, now I know it doesn't matter. All that matters are jazz hands. Yeah. I originally was worried about it because Apple winning, I thought, maybe uh, meant that patent trolls, people that just make patents instead of make products to try to, you know, I was afraid that would help them. Uh, I wasn't sure because Samsung from internal emails looked like they might have been actually copying, actively trying to copy Apple's uh, technology. But since Joe asked it, I'm now not worried at all because if Joe's worried about it, then it's insignificant. That's pretty much my stance. Yeah. It'll all come back down to sweet loving. Yeah. That's all that matters with Joe. Yeah. So our our Dale story for the week involves our Trabone Choir leading up to trying to decide if we want to make this giant tour. I'm missing a song right now, Seth. Oh, shoot. I forgot to cue the intro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the weekly Dale story. <laughs> I like the Zabadoo Dit at the end. Yeah, the North Texas jazz circles. That's you know, new. I like that. Yeah, I recorded. I recorded the theme <laughs> to American Gladiators yeah, back in the 80s. Before it was popular, that was the height of my professional career. All right, so, bah. all right, Seth, you want to? What was that? Bah. Oh, that was. <laughs> Sorry, I always throw that random bah. Yeah. Okay, um, okay, I want you to, to start this off a little bit. Tell us how this guy. We're going to talk about one of our meetings with Dale, our studio meetings. These never went well. Never. <laughs> but well. they always said they would take two minutes. And you knew that you were going to be in there for two hours. Yeah. But yeah, we were trying to decide if the Tremone Choir wanted to go to ETW. And this was for the second time in three years. And ETW is the Eastern Tremone Workshop. And the first time we went, was it, it was your sophomore year. It was my freshman year, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. I think that's right. But the first trip was just a disaster. It was so... Anytime you take a road trip with Dale, it was so frustrating, and you have to go do all these performances at high schools, and you know the Dale effect is in full force, and so we were pretty apprehensive about whether we wanted to go to ETW again this year or th- that year, and so Dale got really frustrated with us. It, he he kept making uh, comparisons about our Tremont Choir to Juilliard. And the Juilliard Tremont Choir is... Juilliard is known for being one of the finest music schools on the face of the planet. And he's comparing the University of Kentucky Tremont Ensemble to these guys all the time. And it got kind of frustrating to the point where Dale decided we need to ha- we needed to have a meeting. You're going to have to take over the story from here. Because I, I remember the open letter to the studio. Okay. So Dale just decided he told people, he was like did you hear nice. that by the way oh yeah yeah that was, that i was... ate barbecue tonight it's been i had gas karen out of the bedroom already i hope you once. chew that 
It's yeah, unfortunate so, that I'm not there because I won't be able to chew it with you. So anyway, um, we're si- you know Dale tells us he's like you know uh, you, oh no he told Valerie this it, it went down through the studio. He goes, I'm gonna you know have me in the studio and ask if if they really want to do this or not. You know, like it was one of those things. Like he always just had to, as a power trip, had to say, you know, I don't think you guys, you know, like a, like Confront a, me. yeah, like Confront he wanted to come. And I mean, we already said we were going to, and we're already playing well. You know, it's like I, I don't think they're gonna. I, don't, I I'm just gonna ask and say, is this something we want to do? So he has a meeting with all of us. He goes, you know. Uh, we need to make sure that we're on the same page and that we're going to put 100% effort in this. I, I just don't know if it's going to happen. So I want you guys, I'm going to leave, I want you guys to come up with an answer, yes or no. You know, are you going to uh, do what's needed to be done so that we, you know, is this something you want to do? Or do we not want to do, you want to do something easy? Are parts? Are you going to you know, sound like Juilliard? And, you know, Juilliard's going to be there and they're just going to be like... <sighs> Yeah, and he was making it to a competition with Juilliard, which, like, our thing when Dale left was we were like, you know, we're not Juilliard. Let's just be the best that we can be, which I know that sounds cheesy. You have to understand, we were dealing with Dale. I mean, you know, he's <laughs> constantly yeah. undermining us and making us feel like crap, you know, and he's like, you know, Juilliard's going to be there. And they like, let's just, I mean, do the best we can. You know, we're not Juilliard, we're not these schools. Let's just, and he, you don't understand, Dale wasn't saying, let's try to be that good. He's like, well... Juilliard can do this, but we can do this better. So we're going to play. I mean, just really. Yeah, it's a, you're dealing with kids and, and young musicians, especially at that point in their development. You you have to take that attitude. Yeah. If you're taking the attitude of, you know, I have to be the best, and right now, or I my total self worth is going to go out the window. Then, and I think that was probably the biggest problem one of the biggest problems with Dale was he always tried to make trombone part of your self-worth, like your worth as a human being. Yeah. yeah he always attributed uh, his, how, how well he was playing. So, so here, here's what he, he did. You know, we left it. So we came back and like, we, we talked and we said, okay, well, let's just say, you know, no more mentioning. We're going to be better than these schools. We no wrote more out men- the list. We wrote out yeah, the we list. Said, yeah. We're, we're not going to say we're, you know, we're going to be better than the, we're just going to, you know, we're going to work as hard as we can. We're going to focus on getting better every day. All the, I mean, what seemed like a pretty general, like we weren't doing anything radical. Yeah, I think we just said we don't want to be compared to the Juilliard Trombone Choir anymore. Yeah. And for just those of you who don't, for some reason, I mean, Juilliard's like, I mean, that's as good as it gets for music. You know, I mean, Juilliard, Kentucky, that's not going to be. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, we're like, we're just going to do the best we can. So we come back with that list. And I mean, Dale just lights up into us i mean dale is just like yeah this is not what i asked for you know i asked for a yes, yes or, a no. or no and you guys come back here and you say blah, blah, blah. and uh, yeah. i remember brad who never i mean brad brad now i don't i don't know what's going on with brad now he confronts people all the time but brad at the time you know he was never confrontational and brad spoke up and i mean dale thought of brad as his son which oh that's another story <laughs> we could tell something but he thought it was Brad, his son, basically, he's like, well, Dale, you know, my parents raised me and I think they did a pretty good job. And, you know, we just say, you know, Brad's like, you know, nothing's wrong with him, really. He's, he's a much more mentally balanced than Seth and I combined. And, you know, he's like, I, my parents, I felt like they did a pretty good job. And, you know, my brother did a lot of stuff, but they never once tried to, you know, make us compete against each other. They just say, you know, you do the best that you can. 
you know, it's not a competition. You do the, you know, because like Brad's brother was a great football player and trombone player. And, you know, Brad played football and trombone, but they never said you have to be as good as your brother. Just do as best as you can do. Yeah. And I mean, that coming from Brad, who like never speaks up and soft spoken, it was by far the best player in the studio. You know, that was pretty heavy. And I thought at that point, okay, Dale's going to see the light. Instead, he goes, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, you know, life's a competition. And yeah. you just, and I'm like, well, this is probably why everyone <laughs> knows you hates you, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, look, I'm a very competitive person. You know, I get, I throw things when it comes to fantasy football. And I had to stop playing Warcraft because it was stressing me out more than my job. I understand competition, but life's not a competition. I'm just imagining Dale as a World of Warcraft character. Oh, oh. Like, like yeah. if, if lawn gnomes be were a, a gnome. race. That'd be yeah. a gnome. Lawn, yeah. <laughs> That lawn gnome with a little start. hatchet in, yeah. a, in a big cone hat, you know? That makes me want to start playing again just to create a character. <laughs> I have all the money. Dale has bitten your shins for minus two. So <laughs> anyway, so, you know, he he's just... And I remember, like, he just chewed us out. And then I had a lesson right after that. But oh. to, to his credit, to his complete credit, he didn't mention anything about that meeting. Wow. I was impressed because I remember after that meeting, you know, everyone's walking away and Clint was like, Nick, where are you going? And I was like, I have a lesson. He goes, oh, <laughs> oh, <shit."> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I went in and I mean, it was, yeah. But anyway, um, so then we all get a letter, you know, on yeah, his door. Our, he does our email mailbox. it. Well, it was in our mailboxes. He put a copy of it in all our mailboxes. I remember oh, that right. up on the, uh, the, what, the second floor or whatever. Yeah. We went up. We find this letter to the stu- open. It was open letter to the studio from from Dale, and it was just it was a page long. It was single spaced. You could tell Dale had like some trouble on his computer trying to get this thing printed out. He had to call <laughs> tech support or something. But <laughs> but it was all these metaphors about uh, you know I. I, I went into this expecting a yes or no answer, and what I received was a very qualified yes. And and he started comparing it to like climbing a mountain or something. It's like yeah, he said, yeah, he said you this want this, like you want you want this to be a walk in the park, but this is going to be more like this has to be more like climbing a mountain if we want to do something great. Really, uh, really, is this? Yeah, how long did it take you to come up with this? The best part, though, was at the end when he goes, I've decided I'm going to go home and pray about this <laughs> and come back. And look, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm not – but it was almost like it was it was very condescending. I yeah. don't know how Dale could be so condescending with writing. I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's like I'm going to pray over your souls about this. <laughs> I'm going to pray that you see the light and come to the realization that I am the god of trombone here at the University <laughs> of Kentucky. Yeah, we got to tell the David story at some point. Well, that that's part uh, of the Lee thing. Though. Yeah, that is true. That's a whole saga. Well, the, the, I, I always love the prayer, but the prayer spears weren't, though. Yeah, the prayers, oh, yeah, go the prayers, tell the prayer spears were. <laughs> the prayer spears were... Every every time you see every time you say prayer experience, like I'm not used to hearing it from other people. I'm like, God, it's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. All right, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, every two or three weeks, Dale would be on this new kick, you know, something that ah, this fixed my face, and ah, this is gonna revolutionize everything we do here. 
so is every two or three weeks the new quick fix well he would always talk talk to us about his life philosophies and how he was a a christian and how he was so much more humbler than uh, and awesome than we were and uh i think this was one of his like church support groups or something like they they had some new technique that they used and i say technique like it was a hunting technique or something but they would in order to vent their anger at people uh, and still be a Christian, they would they would pray, and then they would imagine throwing sp- spears, like they would throw their prayers like spears at people in their mind. And so Dale's like, oh, I mean, uh, this new new thing, man. It's like, yeah, it's called prayer spears. And what you do is you you throw your prayers at people in your thoughts, but they're like spears. So that way. I, I can be angry and still care for people at the same time. And he's like <laughs> telling us this like this is this is some revolutionary new viable alternative that we need to get yeah. rid of our anger. And we're sitting there like and I remember like that was the time when you hated Clint. And so like we were laughing like <laughs> if every one day Clint's just walking into the hall, he just collapsed. He's like, Oh, prayer spirit <laughs> just falls down. <laughs> we would always just joke like, The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Yeah, just spears going, chunking into somebody's hide. Yeah. The Lord make his countenance upon you and give me peace. Like it was an intro to some Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. And I mean, it was the prayer spears. I mean, that's just great. And that's the thing is like, he would come back and he'd be like, I talked to my prayer group about it, guys. <laughs> it they all like, agree with me. It's like, they probably just wanted you to shut up. You know? <laughs> like, all right, Dale, fine. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, we know you're right. Yeah, I, I talked to my wife, and she agreed with me that your tacitly parents, your parents just raised you wrong. Who did he say that to? That he was part that. of the Lee saga as well. We'll have oh. to tell. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. Yeah, your parents raised you wrong. That's another. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you for listening, mom and mom. <laughs> I think me and Seth's dad still don't know what podcasts are. I still, I think both of our fathers are kind of lost on the whole podcast thing uh, they're too busy doing manly things like playing with action figures and you know, you know my dad though one of my proudest moments was when we went to a comic store and he saw an alien versus predator statue a mini statue and i convinced him to buy it oh nice and that was like a real bonding moment for us <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but anyway thank you for uh listening we geeked out a little but it's what we need to do and uh seth do you have anything to add oh yeah if you want to ask get your questions on air send your questions to questions at ramblingbeachcat.com that's questions at ramblingbeachcat.com i wanted you to say it in a sultry voice and questions Mm. at ramblingbeachcat.com that was actually jennifer uh, by the way, Seth, I got to thank you for reminding me. I didn't even realize I dated She-Hulk in college. <laughs> and now you know. Now you know she's into pegging. So like, what? What if things that progressed? You know, and one day I'm like, hey, you uh, you wanted to paint yourself green? That that actually would have been where it ended. <laughs> Karen, I'm gonna. You just need to start putting weights everywhere. Like just, make, like, Karen, I'm gonna need you to pick this up about 20 times and just yeah. put it over there. Thanks. Then just put cans of green body paint. Be like, <laughs> want to fall over in that? That's fine. You have to have some tattered purple pants. 
Like yeah. just for is like Karen. I thought I picked these up at a vintage shop. No, uh, She Hulk wears a form fitting one piece, uh, purple Leotard. and white. Yeah, with uh, white boots and pink gloves. Gosh, I'm embarrassed at myself, but it's slightly aroused. Yeah, I'm proud of myself too. I'm, I'm not. I'm not ashamed. Jennifer's looking at me right here. Jennifer Walter is looking at me. She's even though she's a bit cross-eyed. <laughs>